paid artists, unpaid interns. You're listening to Art Pros Podcast. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's up, everybody? It's the mother Art Pros. Dude, I really, I really like being able to put articles on the Discord. I'm not just plugging it, too, because... Look at all this good stuff we have up here, man. We could talk all day. We could talk. We could go. Uh, we could beat Joe Rogan single episode uh, time limit records here if we needed to. What are we talking about, man? What's up, interns? So last week we covered a little bit about, you know, grant searching. Not so much grant writing, but someone reached out to us. I'll keep them anonymous because they're kind of <laughs> big, big surprise. Uh, someone amongst many reached out to us and said, hey, I, I was looking for grants and I found that most of them were like public sculptures and painting. What other ways besides for looking up my local arts council would help yield relevant public granting opportunities? Now, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, go ahead and listen to it. We basically outlined by accident. We didn't plan that. Uh, ways that we search out grants and kind of like really, really super basic Here's good grant writing etiquette, which can be summed up to state how much money you want and state exactly what you're going to make with the money and don't go into your theory and all that bullshit because you don't need to. You can just say, hey, I want to make a web page that makes it easier for people to search up uh, where Alex Jones currently lives for $5,000. And you can just say that. But this person is a photographer. Uh, I also had someone reach out to me about this and they're an architect. That's kind of harder. But aside from searching up your local arts councils, other types of things you can look up is your local cultural council or look up cultural grants. You can look up folklore grants and heritage grants. And those are three different types of common names for granting agencies or types of grants for people in metropolitan areas that are looking for art funding. So a cultural grant would be like, documenting or making artwork about an area or about a specific demographic of people folklore grants would it is kind of the same thing um, but it's it's more story oriented and then heritage grants is the same thing but it's it's more concrete so it'd be more about architecture or like the age of a city aside from looking up your local arts council you can look up your cultural council or you can look up Folklore grants or heritage grants, those are really, really good starting points or finding councils that deal with that. And then those places will typically have more resources for you. Yep. You got to dig, 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 dig. Use Google. Like you got to search Google like you're looking for something that you remembered from a long time ago and you could have sworn it was in your room somewhere and you open up every fucking drawer, every damn cabinet just to find this one thing. Just treat Google like it's that, you know, look up. Think of think of all the keywords that apply to what you want. Artists grant, artist relief fund, grants for artists in insert city name here. Just keep Googling and you'll find some leads and, and everything that Gage said also applies to this, obviously. But once you find that website, again, you're you're back to the same strategy. It's just it's you know, don't don't try to speed run finding grants. It's not gonna it's not gonna work out in your favor just just make sure to to read every page open every pdf and you'll find something and the work doesn't stop there because you still gotta you still gotta apply for it you still gotta figure out what the stipulations of the grant are and 
It's a lot of reading. It's a lot of reading, but that's 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 the way it goes when they're trying to give out money, man. And uh, here's just like some other general good practice. Always have a working bio. Just have a bio ready and have one that is about your identity. So like one that says, hey, I'm, my name is Gage Branda. I'm an, I have my degree from such and such, and I'm a Filipino-American artist. And then one that doesn't. Um, because there's some granting agencies that are very interested in specifically supporting people from certain backgrounds and some agencies who believe it or not, their board does not support that. And, uh, whatever your opinions about that may be, doesn't matter because they have money and you want it. So, um, there's kind of like, like a common grant writing practices to make sure you look at the mission and make sure you look at the foundation and other types of projects they funded and figure out the language that those projects use when they talk about their own work and then cater your grant writing to that but always have a working bio if not two for different types of granting agencies yeah so wait way out way out how much you want or need the money versus whoever is giving out this grant like if it's um <laughs> who's that who's that guy that got in trouble for the, the epstein no if it's like the 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 epstein grant foundation you know you might not want to want to get a cut of that cheese that's all right there's there's plenty of other opportunities you get what i'm saying yeah um, for sure yeah you yeah. can definitely weigh out like like if you it, for example if if you make a bunch of art about how shitty corporations are and then you find out that jeff bezos is on the board of your your granting agency and they give you much like like, let alone not getting money, like, of course, it's going to be pretty hard to get that past them. But if they give you money, people are going to find that and probably criticize your work. Um, See, if if any of you all are ever curious about what it's like to sit in on a um, nonprofit art organization uh, conference or a, uh, a discussion, this is exactly what it sounds like, except a little bit more unprofessional. <laughs> yeah pretty much i thought you were gonna say something and then i realized you were referring to us yes this is exactly what it fucking sounds like. we'll quit boring you with that you know what you know what really um is grinding my gears lately Renz? and what's that man it's it's the the late late to the game diversity and inclusion jargon in in the art, in the art and gallery scene that shit is killing me i cannot deal with like 60 year old sally from hr talking about the need for for more african americans in the workplace i love the idea that we want a more diverse workplace i just can't like now it's like a talking point that people just use all the time and i just it it, it makes me so frustrated it should just be built and baked into the mission i don't i i saw that um I think it's, I don't know if it's a University of Washington. There, there's a university that is now spending $10 million a year on their diversity and inclusion budget that is Whoa. all going to salaries. It's all going to salaries. Wow. Like all they can say is maybe we'll just give more money to the types of people that we want to come here. That $10 mm -hmm. million dollars a year, what is that? Fucking a that's, year? That's, that's 200 people. That's 200 people that you could give full rides to per year that you're instead spending on someone to say, hey, you know, uh, we capitalize black. My God. 10 mil a year. All right. Listen yeah. here. 
to all of the leaders of uh, nonprofit art organizations. I know, I know, hundreds and thousands of you are listening to me right now, talk directly to you via this podcast. But listen, man, being equitable. This isn't this isn't Pokemon. This isn't a fashion. This isn't fashionable. It is. It is. It's just unfortunate that that it has become this way. Just, just, oh my god, dude! Just, just all the fucking commercials. McDonald's McAfrica, released exclusively in Norway in 2002, McDonald's McAfrica contained beef, cheese, and tomatoes on pita bread, which they claimed was based on a real African recipe. China virtue signal. I'm I'm tripping over my words right now. I'm getting overly emotional. You can I can feel some some flames coming out of my mouth and my smoke coming out of my ears because I'm I'm so tired of this. I've been doing this work, this type of work, um equitability work since 2017. And I've just continuously noticed the the uptick and trend in how cool you look. When you got the new true religion equitable jeans, when you got the new blue eyes first edition uh, white dragon, uh, blue eyes Caucasian dragon, red eyes African American dragon. No, man, you don't just just fucking stop. Just These stop. Places, make it normal. <laughs> make it fucking yeah, normal. Make it normal. Stop Come on, man. Dude, might stop. As well <laughs> Imagine they saying that. Just... <laughs> I wish I could. I wish to I could. It's like they might as well just start printing out trophies that say "got our first Asian employee" or something, and handing it Fuck! to themselves. Like that's the craziest part. And another thing, another thing that gets me, dude, is that like, like these are they're they're this is basically making a mercenary industry right like you have all these people whose entire resume resume like uh like yours truly is about uh equity it's like oh yeah they're just hiring equity mercenaries who like move from nonprofit to nonprofit, and they're paying them exorbitant amounts of money to like tell their board that hey we need more you know queer people working for you so that you better reflect like queer needs or or hey you're you're a nonprofit in baltimore it'd be a good idea to have like a black board member and you're paying them 60 grand a year like come on come on like put that money back into the community that you're trying to reflect but then hiring people who are who are just mercenaries you're just hiring mercenaries yeah it's man uh, it's like I, I was looking at the forbes uh the forbes top top list uh top arts and culture list and dude i swear these fucking companies these art galleries these museums only know about one black artist no they know about two one of them's dead so every museum every every big name fucking magazine that needs to up their diversity quota they either reference or buy or show basquiat work or they hire onto the board or they hire uh as a panelist kahinde wiley like what's up with that, dude? Like it's like they've only heard about this one artist, Kehinde Wiley. His name is fucking everywhere. He's one of the the biggest painters that have ever existed, 
And like, that's the one guy that I, that Forbes is like, oh, we need a black artist. So I'm not even going to look for one. I'm just going to pick Kahinde Wiley because he's the biggest black name in, in fucking arts and culture right now. Oh, hmm. oh, hey, uh, have you ever heard of Kehinde Wiley? That's what they say. Don't get me twisted, man. I think it's good. I think it's good that there is more representation. I think it's good that people are getting hired uh, that are underrepresented. But like I said, don't be freaking weird about it. And um, shit, I lost my train of thought. All my... Uh, stop virtue signaling that's the thing is like quit with the virtue signaling stop stop hiring people who 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 are famous because you know that saying that they were on your board or whatever is gonna is going to signal to other other people that you're woke like quit just fucking stop making it weird just start start hiring or start accepting more people of color or or queer people or uh you know, poor people. Maybe that's maybe that's one. Maybe every every panel for like a big art prize should have a homeless guy on it, so that we we can actually accurately represent marginalized voices rather than just you picking from the same eight black artists it, in the whole country. I I guess there's only there's only a couple, right? Like Kende Wiley's always the fucking go to. It's crazy. Stop being fucking weird about it. This is what it because this is what it comes off as. This is what it comes off as when when an organization an an non-woke organization it's a professional term um hires a a bipoc <laughs> a bipoc look it up if you don't already know it that that sounds like you need to do your homework a bipoc person th that person doesn't want to be toted around and gallivanted and bragged about that's that's just as bad as oh, oh look at our bipoc person i just learned about bipoc the other day from my one day uh equity seminar seminar <laughs> my, my one day my two equity. hour equity seminar that i paid on somebody, zoom <laughs> on zoom that i paid somebody five fifty thousand dollars to uh to consult my firm with and now we have a mandatory you must hire one, at least one uh uh uh, brown uh, underrepresented person. You must now hire one uh, uh, gay person in your in your company. Like, don't fucking do that. Don't 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 brag about this person that you just hired. That's shitty. It does it negates everything that you're trying to do. And yes, I'm talking to you. You know who you are. I'm mad. Who are you talking to? I'm are talking. Ta are all you of talking these right now? Yeah, yeah. Are you talking to uh? Are you talking to fucking Nasdaq right now, bro? Are you talking to Nasdaq? Uh, they the, know who they are. The, the famous uh big brained you know uh stock market index that is considering a ruling that they're gonna delist companies without one black and one queer person in in their exact in their executive. <laughs> Please don't start acting like that now. Don't start acting like that now, you goddamn phonies. Jeez. It's fucking insane. It's insane. Just stop being fucking weird about it. Just hire someone or don't and stop stop stop. I like that word you used, man. Galavan. I hate the fact that I feel like for opportunities I'll have a, a bigger one if I say I'm Filipino American born to an immigrant mother when i applied for a job 
I'm fucking tired of it. But you know that it's going to work because these people are are falling all over themselves to hire you and then pat themselves on the back because you're just you're a quota. And, yep. and we're, you know, we're going to start mandating these quotas too. this shit is crazy. And really, okay, so if you're someone who's really hot about that, though, this is where this is where Renz and I fucked up because we can get as upset about this as we want. But really, the smart thing to do if you wanted any of this to stop is to divest. So if, if you are upset, see a lot of people complain about working in the super racist New York gallery scene or uh, the super racist museum scene or, you know, art school is is oppressive to them, then don't go. Don't work for them. Don't do any of that stuff. That's really the only solution, right? Is is if you have a problem with the way an organization is run or an entire system, an institution of art sales excludes you, you have to divest. Like that's the only solution. Otherwise you're constantly trying to, you know, play second fiddle to like, I don't know, the oppressor. No, nah, you want to be like, the first fiddle. Exactly. Exactly. You got to divest. So if, if let's just take a gallery, Pace Gallery, you're upset because, um, you know, you're the only person of color that they hired. You don't have to work there and fuck them. Do you want to work there? You want to, you want to change them from the inside? Fuck that place. They don't need you. They're nothing. White people aren't the only wealthy people, you know? Yeah. Work for Swizz Beats. <laughs> yeah. Work for Swizz Beats. Swiss beats loves place. art. Yeah, work for work for work for us somehow. Yeah, we'll we'll find you work. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, just, I that just gets me so hot. Like these these people, the 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 caudacity, the caucasity is is just insane. Is is like we're gonna let the Met Museum or the BMA or whatever get away with years and years and years disenfranchising people and taking advantage of of wealth privilege or white privilege or whatever privilege you think an institution has you're going to let them get away with that and then take the scraps of them saying oh oh now we we changed we're sorry hello i'm tony hayward president and ceo of pace gallery our accidental disenfranchising people is a tragedy that should have never happened and to all those affected i want to say we are deeply sorry we're sorry Sorry. Sorry. It was an accident. It was, it was, we just, we didn't mean to. Unless they change their whole board, put some money where their mouth is. If they have a history of, of bad practices, they're going to keep those bad practices and they're just going to shift against whom they use them. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's what grinds my gears. Pick someone other than Candy Wiley. That dude is in every museum. Find a new artist. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, I really like that term, uh, divest. I, I think that the, the word boycott needs to change because it has the word boy in it. Yeah, it's got to be one. Per person caught. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like, like I, saw, I saw someone complaining about Oh, male artists are four times more likely to get gallery representation than female artists. Okay, then don't participate. When you leave, 
that's that is that's the biggest way for you to have a voice not to not to yell at these corrupt people and say oh you need to start accepting us just fucking leave if you if you have an mfa or if you have the privilege of going to school and 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 getting to make art then you should have enough resources to just fucking leave other people do regular work you can't have an mfa and then complain about sexism if you're not willing to create a space within which uh, that doesn't exist. It's, because if it's you're, yeah. If you're looking for the oppressor to form a space for you that is safe for you, then you are still going to be under their thumb. You are still dependent on them. Fuck yeah. that. Fuck no. that. No. No, look, like, um, it's a big responsibility. It's a scary thing. It's a scary thing to go out in the world and, and deny that paycheck because people are going hungry these days, you know? But at the end of the day, it's really not it's it's not wise to burn bridges at the end of the day. You know what I'm getting at here? You don't want to burn yeah. any bridges. You don't want to burn any bridges if, if you're real if your real end goal is to reform institutions that are committing uh, I guess racial malpractice, you could say. Don't burn that bridge because that'll make it a lot harder for you to get to them in a way that might affect it further down the line. It's just it takes a little bit of foresight. And I'm not trying to say that this is something I have experience with or, or have done. It's just kind of makes sense to me. It was advice that was given to me by a mentor that I really respect. You, you shouldn't burn any bridges if you want to do that type of work. It just doesn't look good on you at the end of the day unless you're really... I don't know, a hyper aggressive. It 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 just makes your job a ton harder. Let's just leave it there. You're you right. know, yeah. If you want to start You're a right. war, expect a war. Yeah, that is if, true. If you really want to do that's that, that's a really good point. Um, but you know, if you do burn bridges, you may be an outlier. You may be someone who is exceptionally special. Someone like a man named Adolf Hitler. Unona. This man <laughs> won an election in Namibia. Adolf Hitler Unona. That's his name. That's his name. And he won a local election with 85% of the vote, becoming counselor in the, excuse me if I mispronounce this, Ampunja con constituency. That's pretty, I mean, if he could overcome all odds, have probably the second worst name you could have behind, I guess, Satan McBad guy or something. That's the uh, worst yeah, name. <laughs> I think, yeah, Satan McBad guy would be a pretty bad fucking name. Uh, I mean, you could overcome anything. But, but that, that's an exceptional individual who, who captured the hearts, minds, and eyes of 85% of, of people. Now, Adolf Hitler, Unona, Adolf Unona, claims he isn't seeking world domination, so no one, no one worry about that just yet. But I know the art pros, or at least I, am going to keep my eye on him for just a little while. <laughs> It's in, in this uh, Twitter photo that I found out about this article from. He looks kind of mad. <laughs> so let's yeah, keep an eye on him. yeah, I, I, I would be mad if that was my uh, birth name <laughs> by accident. It says it says that um, his father, who named him, he says he doesn't think that uh, his father really uh, didn't. It, it quote it, from the article. It says. That his father probably didn't understand what Adolf Hitler stood for. 
His wife, he said, calls yeah. him Adolf. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, his it's weird because his middle name is Hitler, so he could just go by Adolf Unona. But, yeah. you know, it's kind what? of, it does set you apart <laughs> in the polls. It does, it really does. Gosh darn, that is a heavy middle name, man. What if, yeah. does it make it better if his first name was like George? I mean, George <laughs> Hitler? <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. I think Bo- so. Bobby, or like if it was a uh, more um, a name that was more cultural, like if my name was Renz Hitler Bologg, <laughs> no, that doesn't fit. It's still bad. The first name almost doesn't matter, you know. Yeah, the first name people are named Adolf. It's a fine name, but the name Hitler, it- Adolf. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, if if someone was like Adolf. Adolf Stevenson, I would be like, oh, it, it would probably remind me of Adolf Hitler, but I wouldn't be like, oh my god, that is a horrible. You know what I mean? But if it was, if it, if his name was like Robert Hitler Johnson, that's a lot worse to me. It's like, oh god, why is your middle name Hitler? <laughs> what happened? Well, the the worst part is that you pick the middle name. Yeah. Yeah. That's- Wait. That's Wait, the bad part. Who who picked it? He did. What do His you mean? Dad. Oh His yeah, dad, yeah, yeah. No, like, yeah, like yeah. yeah, you know your your last name and your birth name and shit. But your middle yeah, name yeah, that's yeah. a picked one, and that's like a special picked one. That's not like a. It is. Like the I guess the only way it would be worse than that, besides for a Satan McBad guy, would be Hitler Hitler, Unona. Just just. To put the, <laughs> that's called doubling know, down, folks. Yeah, you got to double down. So. Uh, you know, shout out to him. He won his local election. Local elections are very important. Very important. Uh, we just, uh, Baltimore just got elected a mayor that I very much like, Brandon Scott. He cleans up. He used to do neighborhood cleanups on Saturdays, but it used to get so popping. It would get so popping that he had to shut it down because of coronavirus. So shout out to they, Brandon Scott. Congratulations. They ran out of stuff to clean. They're like, stop yeah. showing up. Everything's clean. Everything's <laughs> clean enough. Yeah. Please. Our rates are going up like crazy, and I'm about to be in the air. Stop polishing the pebbles. You know... Yeah, this is a crazy article, man. I think it's really funny. You know, wait, 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 there's one thing that uh, I forgot to mention that I noticed in this, is that the uh, apparently... <laughs> in, the, in this uh, article, I'm going to quote it. It says, In November, the Japanese mayor of a small town in the country's Kumamoto prefecture rose to fame after the result of the U.S. presidential election. Under the Japanese writing system, Yatuka Umeda's name can also be pronounced Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, shit. We got a Japanese Joe Biden over there. Yeah, you could apparently, uh, according to the characters in which this uh, Japanese person's name is written, you could pronounce it Joe Biden, but it's oh, spelled J O J O B A I D E N. Wow, our very own anime protagonist. How how wonderful! You know, Renz, I saw this. You and I both work for nonprofits. I think I think I've said that like fifty times by now, but. Have you heard of Times Up? No. Times Up is a is a nonprofit that uh, was started in response to the Me Too movement. Oh shit! Yeah, that it is. It's it's a nonprofit 
who it's kind of, they're kind of hard to understand, but they were originally supported earliest by people known as Reese Witherspoon, Amy Schumer, and Brie Larson, who held positions on the board. Now, this nonprofit's goal was to find assault survivors, sexual assault survivors, um, and provide them with legal assistance. The recording cut out. However, the point is that Time's Up, the nonprofit raised $3.6 million in 2018 and spent $1.4 million on salaries for executives and about $130,000 on their actual mission. Seriously, what a bunch of cucks. All right. So these mother... <sighs> these fucking people at Time's Up, they claim... They claim how 3,000 individuals were helped by their legal defense fund between January and June at a cost of $1.7 But most of that defense fund money came from grants that had been made to the Women's Law Center. Not Time's Up and not Time's Up Now, their incorporated name. Only a small percentage came from Time's Up organizations with the Time's Up Foundation donating $132,000 measly compared to the three point. What was it? 3.14159? 3, 3.6 million. 3.6. 3.6. That That's 10%. Less than 10%. Dude, they spent more on advertising. <laughs> they spent more on advertising. They spent $288,000 on advertising. Oh, yeah. Oh, if you weren't mad before listening to this, I hope you're mad now. Yeah, so, you know. Some nonprofits are scummy. It's really uh, my advice to you guys, and this is what I say. You know, you, you pull up to the Michaels, you're like, oh, man, I'm about to go drop I'm about to go drop 60 bucks on some art supplies. You know, I was told by the art pros that practicing my craft is important. You pull up to the Michaels, and there's always a nonprofit in front, especially around Christmas time or, or Hanukkah time or Kwanzaa time. And they always try and stop you. They're like, hey, we're here to uh, to make sure that the cows can lay down in Kentucky. And where would the cows stand up, lay down, stand up for cows laying down foundation in Kentucky? And the best thing to say to them is, especially if you don't want to give them money, which is a move that I have used in the past, is, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Instead of you talking at me, why don't I, I'll just, you got to say it with authority. Oh, who's on the board? And then if they don't know, then you say, oh, well, I'm going to go online. I'm going to look up who's on your board. Because what ends up happening is Reese Witherspoon's on the board of an organization that takes $3.6 million and doesn't fucking spend it on what they say they're going to spend it on. Now, I understand paying salaries for a big organization, but if your salaries outweigh the good that you do by literally millions of dollars, then fuck you. So $288,000 was spent on advertising. $940,000 was spent on legal costs. There is not any clear definition through this article of uh, exactly what those legal costs were. Um, the big thing to me is there was $157K spent on conferences, which were quoted to, uh, as being designed to build community and spark critical conversations about gender equity. Well, in that case, why does every room... Like, do you really need to spend $400 a night uh, at a luxury resort spa in Ojai? That's what it says here, that the conference has included a stay at a luxury resort and spa for $400 a night. Is that necessary? Oh, it's necessary. When you're fighting sexism in the workplace, it's necessary, brother. They deserve it.
They should pay us $400 a night to just keep bad guys away. Us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll stand out front. We'll stand out front of your place of work, and if a guy does something bad, we'll go beat him up. 400 bucks a night. No, no problem. Damn, we'll be no. like special ops. Yeah. No, dude, it's okay. So for $400 a night for a whole year, you could pay us. It would only be $150,000 to pay us $400 a night to stand outside of your place of work and intimidate anyone who tries to, you know, get get me tooed. <laughs> get the ass. Get them. No, nah, I guess you could pay $400 a night for, for um, you know, as part of your nonprofit work, pay $400 a night to stay in a hotel, luxury, all-inclusive. You know, host a host a big conference. I mean, I get, I get, you know, getting a a, a pretty nice hotel to stay at. If you're gonna go to a conference, it's it's normal. It's normal to do a work thing and get a get a a nice hotel. Four hundred dollars a night is a, a little much. You know, you don't need to excessive. be. Yeah, it's a little excessive. You're there to work. You're there to spark critical conversations in the not, community. Yeah, you're not there for vacation. You're not there to experience the luxuries of of life. You're there to work. So get yourself a hundred fifty dollar a night hotel max. You know something like that is reasonable. Four hundred. Come on. Sexual assault, uh, from what I understand, disproportionately affects uh, poor women. And you know where the bus tends to not go in cities. Uh, the the bus tends to not drop you off in front of a four hundred dollar a night hotel and resort in Ojai. That you know just so like who are these conferences for really? Um, yeah, just something to think about. Yeah, oh, look about Ojai. I've I've lived in California. Ojai is in California. I've never even fucking heard of it until this article. That's how that's how rich they are. Never even heard of it. Yeah, dude, come on, man! I got all the way to Ojai to yeah, do to do work. You know, I ain't working, dude. When nonprofits do shit like this, what it does is it leaves open a space for assholes like us to criticize really relevant, necessary movements like stemming sexual assault. Right? Like we're here trying to shit on this company for wasting millions of untaxed American dollars. Uh, when really the mission itself is something that should not really be criticized. Like we're trying to stop people from getting assaulted and give them the skills to defend themselves against that uh, legally. But here we are shitting on them because they spent $2.5 million, do out of their $3.6 million budget, not doing what they said they were going to do, which is some I bullshit. I can talk about this, Gage. You know why? Because I am an armchair. I'm a practicing male feminist. Oh, me too. And this is my, this is my, I am an ally. This We're is my plight. Allies work. I, this is my audition for that $400 a night special ops male feminist ally coalition special force unit. I just, I just want, I just want girls to know when they're around me that they're safe. So I'm going to constantly talk about how other men sexualized. I'm an ally. Bro, how come people who call yeah. themselves allies are always the creepiest? I never got that. <laughs> like, 
like, bro, can't you just stop being fucking weird about it? Quit with the <laughs> It's the same shit. It's like, it's like, oh, oh, me? I'm a male feminist. I couldn't possibly be a sexist. I, it's right there in my Twitter bio. Don't you know I've had friends that are girls that I don't date? I'm an ally. You're a creep. Yo, let's put out some products. Let's put out some products marketed towards, not overtly, marketed towards virtue signalers, where it's basically just like a, your typical neon work vest that you with the, with the Velcro. But it says ally on it. <laughs> <laughs> it says woke or some shit like that, or or uh, yeah, virtue signal or ally, real big. Yeah, ally works. Ally is great. That one. Yeah. That one's good. I like that. Should we move into inventions, ideas, and money makers? I don't think yeah. there's a lot to speak, but no, we don't have a ton. But just, you know, I'm talking about something akin to the light up, the light up sneakers you could get at the mall kiosks. Yeah, but but, it says but dress it up. Real, it says yeah. ally real big. So make it expensive. Know. Yeah, if you make it expensive, people want rich people would want to buy it. Get some YouTubers to market it, so the young people think it's cool because if the young people think it's cool I, I i give you a buffer of a few months till the older people pick up on it and then they start doing it kind of like the soldier boy dances back in the day see where i'm coming from hell yeah brother yeah as soon as you get that one ally like a taylor swift level person wearing that shiny vest you got to work your way up from the young people and then the older people are gonna see and they're going to be like, hey, man, I remember when I was young. I still got it. Give me one of we, those vests. That's our in. We can completely cut out the the jobs for people who say that they're that they're equity experts and just sell all of these wealthy old people ally vests. So they don't need to hire. They won't need to hire diversity and inclusion experts anymore. They can just wear these vests so everyone knows that they're an ally. Yep. And you know what? For a little bit more, for a little bit more. You could add to your donation 50% of the profits. No, 100% of the profits. 100% of the profits from our ally vests will go towards uh, reputable foundations. And if you add a little more, we're going to give you a conical-shaped cap. It's not going to say dunce on it. That's, that's, uh, you, know, you don't tell them that. It's going it to say ally on it. He slash they. No, he slash <laughs> they on Pronouns. the dunce cap. Pronouns. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh man. Oh man. Imagine if they just went and cleaned up with Brandon's. Imagine if we just went and cleaned up with Brandon Scott on Saturdays instead of talking about shit. I, you know, look, think about how much better the world would be. Hey man, I got an in. We could go to East Baltimore and clean up. We could go to West Baltimore and clean up. We could go to uh we don't need to clean up central Baltimore because that's where uh all of our taxpayer bunny is going. Just 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 on a very specific section of the city. What do they call it? The L. Yeah. Yeah. All um, all money goes to the just certain spots. Everyone basically knows anywhere that's you called. can see from eighty three. Yeah. Um, Interstate eighty three. Yeah. That's where it goes if you yeah. can see it from there. Yeah. Yeah, we got ins. We can do that. Yeah. Fuck that, dude. I'd rather say I'm an ally and wear my my he they pronouns cap so people know I'm a good guy. Put it in my Twitter bio, maybe. Maybe maybe bring it up in conversations with random people. Be like, oh, yeah, well, I really believe that all races are created equal and that the genders should be treated the same. I'll just say that all the time um, because that's what the work looks like is saying it. 
Have you ever seen those? Um, I saw it on YouTube once where they take a song that is normally kind of somber. It's it's played in a minor key. If you know um, about music, you understand what that means. But minor key is like a sad tone. Well, they, sometimes people, musicians on YouTube will do a major key of a song, make it sound happier. So what we can do is we can have some sort of campaign uh, kind of theme song where it is a bad guy, but instead it's in a major key and it's good guy. Oh, like Billie Eilish is bad, bad guy. Billie Eilish is bad guy. I'm the Except good it's... guy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All yep. Right, I want to get exactly. off some of these. I want to get off some of these inventions and then call it a day. What do you think? I'm ready for that. We got inventions. Uh, we got inventions in our uh, Discord. Okay, so this one comes straight from Renz's mouth himself. Uh, prescription therapy butt plugs. It must be prescribed by a medical professional. So basically, it's a butt plug that you wear all day, and if you're kind of feeling sad or bad about yourself, it vibrates a little bit. So no, it's yeah, it's it's better. It's the type that um uh you can control with your phone or whatever device. You know, it's well, gotta was, be that. I was thinking it would like measure your brain waves or do some cool science. Shit. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, because that's what would make it prescription. Is like like why take antidepressants when you can just. You know, like a hormone, like, like a hormone trust, uh, hormone, um, only tracking type of, yeah, yeah, yeah I get you. I get you. Yeah, I'm following. Maybe, yeah. maybe they can put COVID vaccine in there and then, you know. Maybe it measures your heart rate. That's a little easy. Oh, right? yeah. If you're feeling a little, if you're feeling a little nervous or you, your heart rate gets too low, you just, you know, you're feeling good, feeling great. Yeah. Looking yeah. Sick. Love it. Um, <laughs> What about uh this one's also from Renz. Beyond shrimp. <laughs> it's just it's fake just... shrimp. <laughs> I then why didn't that exist yet? <laughs> uh someone <laughs> Am I the only one that posts ideas? <laughs> no. How about uh this one comes to someone in the Discord? A bike that only pedals backwards but it has really good mirrors so you can look extra cool. And I came up with this. You could call it the, the moonwalk bike. That's not that good of a name, but it's a working name. So it's, so when you're riding down the street, you know, you ever, if you're in Baltimore, you know what I'm talking about. You're walking down the street, you see an eight year old on a bike. You're like, Oh I'm, man, I remember, I remember being eight. I loved biking. And then they pop a fucking wheelie and they're like, you just feel like a dipshit because they can do a wheelie for, you know, five blocks, and you're really impressed. This is a bike that takes away the skill, but still makes you look cool. So you bike backwards, and everyone's like, "Damn, that guy's really confident. He can really, you know, do some cool bike shit." Uh, I don't know. It's a work in progress. Okay, so so this is the last one. We thought about this last week. Um, so Joe Biden, and he's putting a lot of women on his cabinet. Good for him. Uh, probably he's probably not taking the advice of Times Up. He's He's talking to his campaign. They're like, yeah, you know, we could probably use more women in government. It'd be a good idea to take advantage of your of your privilege as the president to put these people in. But what we propose is a Joe Biden harem anime. Now, if you don't know what a harem anime is, it's where the protagonist is always a putsy guy who, for some reason, all of these beautiful, busty women are obsessed with him. So we're talking about the Joe Biden harem anime. And here's the tagline. Joe Biden. 
is just a regular everyday president. But after picking his cabinet to be all women, he finds out that not ending up motorboating his peers is a more difficult task than he could have ever dreamed. <laughs> and and we're gonna release that on Crunchyroll, where you would find other animes like that. It's it's these types of harem animes are typically designed for lonely teenage boys to to imagine to you know put themselves in the place of the protagonist and imagine all these women obsessed with them. Uh, but you know, a lot of teenage a lot of kids imagine that one day they could grow up to become the president so i thought why not take advantage of that you know cross pollinate politics into sexy anime um yeah i mean i think that that's a good one especially with that who is it a mayor in in uh japan who is also joe biden you know we can mar cross marketing joe yeah joe biden joe biden i don't know how to pronounce it but yeah um you know, when I was little, my family asked me what they would ask well, what I wanted to be when I was an adult. It must have been like seven. And they're like, what about the president? Do you want to be a president? And I was like, hell no. And then they're like, well, why not? And I was like, I'm not trying to get shot here. And it was, everyone laughed. Yeah, they're not laughing now, man, because you're not the president. Everyone's no, they're not. Yeah. Nope. I don't want to be a president. I hope the first Filipino president is one of us. That'd be great. I think all of our fans and listeners would love that. Dude, it could be you. You could be like the Barack Obama of Filipino presidents. Oh, I'll be like, uh, I'll be like, yeah, I did cocaine in college. Yes, I but I do it now. I didn't inhale. <laughs> Just that's the that's the biggest slide, bro. Yes, sorry. <laughs> I didn't inhale. <laughs> There's a fucking whole thing about it. What'd you do? You fucking just looked at it real close? I am actually, I'm more concerned by that, that he didn't inhale. That's kind of sociopathic, right? To like, <laughs> yeah, smoke some of your weed, but I'm not going to fucking use it, bro. I like the idea of that. It's just like the wrong drug, the wrong excuse. Yeah. And like, what do you do? You just go down and rub your nose against, get your, get your nose grease all over the glass or whatever they're yeah. using for. I did All coke right, one guys. time, but I didn't inhale. <laughs> uh, anyway, the needle didn't break the skin. Don't worry. Yeah, no, it was a uh, it was a spring loaded needle. So you just you get know, it anyway. Yeah, do drugs in college. Who cares? Um, all right, guys. This has been an episode. I might have to cut out a bunch of that that angry ranting i i do really respect uh kende wiley i'm just tired of him being the only black artist these major institutions have ever heard of spread it around or oh, like this just says more about the institution than it does kende because oh yeah it's got nothing to do like, well, come on man like y'all can do no, some research <laughs> do you know no, art <laughs> yeah look at look at more art no. <laughs> Who? No. What? <laughs> oh, that guy? Oh, you like black art? Name a hundred. That's that's what you guys. Oh, say. oh yeah. man, I'm out of here. I don't want to get caught up. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, you got anything else you want to say? Yeah, you know, at the end of this uh, recording, we have a special announcement uh, from our friend Benjamin LM. Benjamin's got a show coming up, so stay tuned. And thank you again for making it this far 
uh, also, if you want to be a part of our Discord community, which is slowly growing and very active and always full of funny stuff, take a look at our website, www.artprospodcast.com, where you will find a button uh, so you can join. It's very easy. Go to our website, click the Discord button, and you're good. You could hang out with us on Instagram. Uh, check out our funny post. Gage has been killing it on the meme game. I'm trying to catch up, but he's ascended to a whole nother level. So check out paid.artists on Instagram.com. Come on, have some fun. Talk shit about art with us. Don't take it so seriously. Quit making it weird. Yeah, stop being fucking weird about it. Stop being <laughs> fucking weird about it, guys. Yeah. All right. We love you guys. Peace. Peace. So, so Benjamin. Yeah. I, I'm taking a look at all of these uh, thumbnails in your yeah. upcoming show. And they look very different from other work that you showed us before. Oh, good. I'm glad. That was, that was what I was going for, something different. Especially a, a direct um, opposite to the last series, which was, you know, very wild brushstrokes and very, you know, full-on meanings, you know. So now I've just done away with no brushstrokes and <clears throat> very innocent and basic meanings, you know, to combat that series, you know. So, yeah, I'm looking at them now. Yeah, they're definitely different to what I've done before. So what we're talking about right now is an upcoming virtual exhibition by yeah. our very own Benjamin L.M. It's titled yeah. Root, Roots of Innocence. He's That's got five new, five new pop art paintings. And mm-hmm. it, says, it says here in the description, it, uh, these five new pop art paintings celebrate the innocence alive in the adult world. Can yes. you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, um... You know, every, I, I think it's just, I think, you know, everyone's saying this year 2020 is a hard time and I, I, I can see that. But um, I think if you really look look at, you know, the fact that you've come from being a child and everything was perfect for a while, you know, like everything was nice and simple for a while, I mean, you, you, I think to me you've got to focus on that still as an adult to go back to the original place where, you know, where we came from, you know, and I think, I don't, I don't think it should die as an adult. I think you should be able to still be as free and joyous as you were as a kid, you know. So is this like a response to, to the widespread panic, the, the shutdown, this reminder of, of returning? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, and you know, really, what what's it about? You know, like what's, you know, what's what is with us all the time? What is the heart of existing? You know, and I think it's a good, brilliant, perfect thing. You know, that that simplicity, that the freedom. You know, um, and also, you know, just from you know, sort of you know, personal things that have happened. You know, some bad stuff's happened. And, you know, in my life, and to me, I like everything I create. I'm I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to anyone else through it. You know, I'm, I'm telling myself to go back to basics and be free of these adult problems that you, you know, seem to 
fall into or happens just naturally, you know. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not your fault all the time, you know. Sometimes it is, most of the time it's not. But, you know, just to, just to keep, I don't know, as healthy and alive as possible, you know, just by seeing, you know, the heart of, of existence, you know. I think that's really crucial. I think that the, I really resonate with that because that's to me a big part of why I pursued and, and took painting pretty seriously mm-hmm. was uh, I, I thought that it would be a sense of, uh, or should I say a way to preserve that, that innocence, that exploration yes. of yeah. just, just experimenting or whatever it may be. Yeah. Maybe you, you want to paint something, maybe you want to paint a picture of somebody. I can remember very distinctly the first time I tried to paint somebody's face or draw somebody's mm-hmm. face and, and how difficult it was. Mm-hmm. I can remember the first time I started and that's the type of that's the type of vibe I'm I'm uh, I'm picking up. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. I, I think yeah. that's that's one of the foundational uh, motivations that artists have, whether it be uh, subconscious or or maybe it's their their whole concept altogether. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And yeah. I, and I I really think you know like what what you sort of isn't spoken about much about any sort of creativity is it's not just what you make like i'm making these five new paintings but it's my life doing that it's it's the the buzz of me spending my time doing that you know forget about what how it comes out it's it's that such a good you know healthy clean amazing thing to do paintings you know it's fucking awesome you know like just love it you know it's like (laughs) it's such a you guys would know, you know, it's like such a, such a kick, you know, it's such a buzz to me, you know, and I think it's, it's just so, I think it's, and to me it's really important again with these ones, you know, just to focus on, you know, on the now again uh, in that, you know, this is all you've got is now, you know, like this is it, you know, you, you know life isn't later, life's now, you know, so this is, as, to me, it's as good as it gets. You know, like now you can you can say this is the best moment in life, and just sitting here doing a painting or sitting here doing an interview, this is the best moment. You know, like who's gonna <laughs> who's gonna like um, challenge that? No one. I just said it, so that's it for me. You know, and I think it's really important because that's how you sort of live as a kid. You're so in the moment. You know, you have no idea about the future. You know, you know, you don't yeah. you're oblivious. You know. So for all of you out there who uh, who have, who's ever heard anybody say that painting is a hobby, um, don't ever listen to our podcast again. But <laughs> yeah, that's not what I, it's not exactly what I meant to say. But you get where I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah, it's not a hobby. This is this is the life. No, don't listen to that person who you heard said that it's a hobby. <laughs> don't do it. Totally. Tell that. Tell them never to listen to our podcast. Totally. Never. And it's funny, it's funny, I don't know if you guys have, but some people say, oh, yeah, I, oh, you, you paint, oh, that looks pretty easy, I could do that. No, you can't, you know, like, you can't, not everyone can do it, you know, like, and if you do it just for fun or for a hobby, or people say, you know, oh, it must be easy to make a living off, it must be easy to do it. No, it's not, there's nothing hobbyish about it. This is like 
full-blown life. This is like dedicated my life to it, you know? This is No, painting, painting yeah. is cutthroat, man. It's cutthroat. Totally. You see people, like, it, there's, there's no two ways about it. I mean, it's one of the most saturated art markets in the world. Mm-hmm. And it, it, there's almost no correlation between skill and, and value, really. Like, if totally. you can stretch a decent canvas and then put something on it, like, it doesn't matter how many hours you've dedicated to it. And, and that alone makes it so cutthroat. Yeah, exactly. Definitely not a hobby. And it's, it's not a hobby for someone who's not dedicated. Imagine yeah, all of the, exactly. uh, all of the two-year-olds that uh, are supposed to be millionaires right now, because you know everyone's two-year-old can make that, right? My two-year-old can make that. <laughs> why aren't Why aren't there two-year-old millionaires walking around right now? You tell, me, tell me that. You know what? They have bad sure. agents. So, <laughs> I believe that the uh, that the kids can certainly make work that can sell, but the parents they just can't sell. They're not they're not good enough. And and yeah. so it's like it's like my two year old could paint that, but really you got to say my two year old could sell that. And like that's a whole different game. If your two year old could sell a work, pretty fucking impressive. I don't know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and and I, and I definitely think you know like even even in the biz in the art biz. Um, it's it's easy to get caught up on where am I, you know, what what place have I got in the art world and all that, and even that. I mean, obviously you're trying to get to your best place you can, but even beyond that, sometimes you have to reset that and go back. Like what you know, like what really matters, you know, what matters. I mean, at the end of your life, what do you, what is really gonna, you know, what's gonna be the, the important things, you know? And I think it's. You have to do away with a lot of the world status, you know. You have to just say, well, that's perfect to me. That's good for me, you know. Like, this is as good as it gets, you know. You're on well, your own. You- I, can, I can ask one thing that might matter is uh, how, how can our listeners find Roots of Innocence online? Uh, yeah, the art... Gallery is called um, Art Avita. They're in Santa Barbara, California, America. And the link to the gallery is www.artavita.com slash virtual underscore exhibitions slash 424. All right. We're, we're going to add that link in the description to this podcast. And can, can we also find the link on your Instagram, Ben? Yep. Yep. I'll put it up right now. Yep. So the, the gallery's up. It's in there. You can walk in and have a look. And <clears throat> the opening is 6 p.m. Uh, 6 p.m. 5th of December, California right. time. And, standard. and um lm 7 is Ben's Instagram, so y'all can check it out then. Yes. Yeah, yeah go Thank check you. out some, some artwork by a uh, by a visionary, someone who never had the privilege of going to the Art Pros Academy or you know any of these other top tier <laughs> A triple A rated <laughs> art schools uh you know that are similar to ours. And, and check out his work. We're we're always really excited. We love having Benjamin on, and I'm sure we'll have him on again very soon. We wanted to do a a stinger for him so you guys could check out his work. 